Yo, what is up? Welcome to episode 477 of CEO Life. You are the CEO of your life, whether you want to be or not. How you doing, amigo? How? How is it going over there and to your in your hometown over there, wherever you are staying? I just <laughs> just imagine in this world, man, where everybody is just like, you can't do that. You can't say that. It's like, dude, just like, relax, man, relax. Have some fucking laughs. Where has that gone where we can fucking laugh at ourselves and we can laugh at each other and we can just be silly as shit and we're not walking around with like sticks up our ass as far as you cannot say that. That is inappropriate. That is not, that is not fun. That is not safe. That is, you, you are offending me. Like, dude, a joke is naturally gonna offend certain people. Not all jokes, of course, but there are going to be jokes that are offensive. And that is part of what makes a joke funny sometimes is the offense behind it. But it's lighthearted, okay? Look, I'm part Mexican and I grew up in the capital of Mexico, East LA. And look, man, I grew up around Hispanics. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong, baby. So, it's been an amazing week. Ah, dude, I don't even know what the fuck happened this week, to be honest with you. But uh, I just said that as a reflex because I feel like day by day, I've been feeling really happy. I've been feeling really fantastic. I'm reading this book right now. I've been I've been talking about it on the last few podcasts. But it's called The Happiness Advantage. And this book is fucking phenomenal. Here's the thing. Like 10% of our happiness actually comes from external things happening in our life. 10%. Do you know what that means? That means that 90% of our happiness comes internally. How we view the world. How we view the situations. And I've just been feeling so fucking fantastic. And just always looking for a positive spin on whatever situation and whatever circumstance that I find myself in. And in this book, there's a lot of research and it's not like a big research book where it's like, here's this graph and here's the, but there are studies, there are stories that author just wrote it really well. It's very lighthearted. It's very playful. It'd be very weird to actually have a book written about happiness that's fucking boring <laughs> or that's just so plain and dry. Like who the, <laughs> that is so ridiculous. So I'm going, I'm getting to the book, into the book, and I finally get to like some, some practical shit. Cause for the most part, I'm like, all right, like I'm sold, dude. Like I'm sold on happiness. <laughs> I'm sold on just like how being more happy actually makes me more successful. Not being more successful makes me more happy. And I'm going to share that with you here today. So what the author says is, there was this study where they took participants and they played Tetris for, let's say, a week. I don't remember the duration, but let's say it was a week. And then after the week, they had you know tracked these people and, and found that the people who played Tetris for, for that week, while they're going about their life, they would start to kind of play Tetris with the world where they would be shopping and they would see cereal boxes 
And they will say, oh, this cereal box would like actually match up better down here with these cereal boxes because the length would actually make it so. And they start to see the world through this Tetris filter. And the author was talking about how um, at one point of his life, he was walking down the street and he saw this cop car and he was actually going to open the door and, and actually get in the cop car and like start driving. And as he was actually reaching for the door, he like stopped himself. He's like, oh, um, what am I doing? I'm not going to do this. And that's because prior to that, the past couple of weeks, he's been playing Grand Theft Auto. If you don't know what Grand Theft Auto is, it's a it's a video game. Well, it's like so easy for you to just hop into a car and then just like start driving. You can just open the door, yank the person out, and then start driving. And then and next you know some music is playing, and then you know everything is just normal. Well, he reached for the door. He's like, what am I doing? And that's just the natural effect by just what you put into your brain consistently, and then you start to see the world. Through that lens like so it takes for I'll take another example and then i'll get to the practical stuff here they say that lawyers are three to six times more likely to be anxious and depressed than the normal person because lawyers are actually trained to search out problems and everything and are constantly looking to see where the where like anticipate where things might fall down or fall through or not really go well. So they're literally trained to see the problem in everything. So when you put all your focus every day towards looking for the problems of things, well, guess what's going to happen? You think that is just going to compartmentalize and just work? No, that's going to come. That's also going to bleed over into your relationships. That's also going to bleed over into the interactions you have in life that's also going to bleed over into how you view the world and you're always going to be on the search to find out what's wrong so we want to prime our brains to look instead for what is great and one thing that the author says to do is when you wake up in the morning I haven't done this personally. I've actually, I'm a, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I have done. I'll tell you what I haven't done, but I'll, I'll tell you what the author says just in case one makes more sense for you to do than the other. He said, first, one thing you can do in the morning is you can just write out, of, you know, write down a list of things that you feel very happy about. Like what are things that just happen or what, what are, what, what are things you can be happy about? And yeah, I guess you can say this is like a gratitude list that, that, that can work as well. One thing that I love what he says in this book is, wait, what are three good things that has happened in the last 24 hours? And when you think about what are the three good things that happened in the last 24 hours, you really train your brain to be like, oh, like this good thing happened because our brain naturally wants to search out like the negative and especially when we like run these thought patterns over and over and over again in terms of like negativity or or self-doubt, or beating ourselves up, or these stories that, like, we say, like, maybe, oh, I'm not enough, or stories that we tell ourselves, like, I'm not, you know, something's wrong with me, and then guess what, we just constantly run that loop, it's like, hey, like, let's start to break that pattern, and let's start to build this muscle as far as positivity, so I've been asking myself this question consistently, like, hey, what are three good things that has happened in the last 24 hours? And it's funny because I asked Yasmina this question 
I think it was last night. Yeah, it was last night. And I was like, hey, what are the three good things that happened in the last 24 hours? And she named like fucking like 10 things. She went on this rant of like all these great things that happened. And I'm like, wow. And there was a few things on that list. I was like, I was feeling, because I, I did that myself in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I feel really good. I feel really good now. And when she starts speaking, I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot about that. Like we spent, we were on a call for two hours and 45 minutes with this guy who is a co-founder of a uh, company called about.ly. And it's all about like personality precision where sure Myers-Briggs is whatever horoscopes are like, dude, like <laughs> are it, like, I don't say inaccurate, but they're so broad. They're so general. You don't really learn so much about yourself at all from horoscopes. And then this other personality test like Colby, there is also DISC. But the thing about those profiles is like, dude, we are so much more complex than that and nuanced than that. Where what they do is you don't take, you, you, I guess you take two tests. You take the Colby and you take the DISC. And then they look at that. But also what they do is they have you hop on a 50-minute Zoom call where somebody interviews you. They ask you questions and see how you answer those questions. They then send those questions to three psychologists. And the psychologists really get to see like, all right, based on the way you answer these questions, the language that you use and how you answer them. We get to see what your personality is like. And this is the second call we had with one of the co-founders. His name is Benji. We went so fucking deep. And we're just learning so much about ourselves. Like, oh my goodness. Like, so like there's like 14 or 12 categories. And we'll get through. I'm not even joking. We probably got through like four categories. Four or five categories out of 12 on that two hour and 45 minute call where he's just breaking down and we're giving anecdotes and he's able to really explain things and you just really firmly understand and just learn so much. And check this out. I, my life is going so great that I forgot that that happened in the last 24 hours. So it's all about just priming yourself consistently hey what are three good things 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 day by day and you find yourself having more joy you find yourself being more loose you find yourself being able to be silly and joking and like be like a kid on the playground you know like that is such an important part of the human experience like to be able to play think about how fun it was as a kid to just imagine this whole different world Think about how fun it was as a kid to just let loose and be silly and let your imagination go wild. But for some reason, because we're adults, now we can't do that anymore. Like that was such an important piece of like our human experience that from a place, from a time where like there's this like a like this paradise of oblivion where you're you're a child and it's such a it's such a beautiful time in, in people's lives, you know, not not everybody, right? And and People, you know, I'll, I'll even be honest here. 
even though I came from domestic violence and all the stuff and being in East LA, one out of four or five black kids in my schools, yeah, I still feel like I had a decent childhood. I feel like people had it way worse than I did. And even though there was like, I was around gang violence and I was around gang members and, and all that stuff. And there was like, you kind of had to be on your toes in terms of like when something might go down or you don't know. It's like, I still feel like I had a pretty decent childhood. Anyway, so bringing back that fun, bringing that back that play, bringing back that silliness is so important. So much so like I was at a bar yesterday and I was just talking to some girls and just having just the time of my fucking life. You know, so funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote one of my good friends, uh, Phil Phil Martin. <laughs> good dude. I remember we we're in Austin, Texas, and Phil, he's like, "Hey man, like, hey Phil, you're you're gonna, you're gonna go out with us to like the to the bars?" He's like, "Well, you know, I'm with I'm with my girl tonight." And he goes, "You know, I, I have a I have a saying. It's like I don't I don't understand these guys who have girlfriends and they go out to bars." He's like, "Why would I bring my girl back to the streets?" I fucking love that so much. Why would I bring my girl back to the streets? <laughs> so yesterday, I was talking to these three girls. And then I'm like, I'm talking to one of them. She's like, oh. oh one, one girl's like, oh, she has a boyfriend, by the way. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I start talking to the other friend, right? And then she's like, well, yeah, whatever. Um, I have a boyfriend as well. I'm like, what, what the fuck? I'm like... Why are you guys back in the streets? I started fucking laughing. And then like her one, then their friend, well, there was like three of them. And then one of them was actually single. And then I started talking to her and it was actually, it was actually really awesome. But like that shit, like make yourself laugh. Like things like, so I, I here's some practical stuff. You know, I feel like we just get so stiff. We get so in our, our, our seriousness. We get so in our head and, you know, like we're afraid of how we're going to look and we're afraid of how we're going to be judged and we're afraid of not looking like a professional. We're afraid of not being taken seriously. Oh, I'm afraid of not being taken seriously by the world. I'm afraid of not being taken seriously by people that I don't give a fuck about. It's like, look, who gives a fucking shit, dude? I care about being my fucking self and being with people who appreciate that. And you know what? There are going to be people who give me opportunities because they love me because of who I am. And if I miss on opportunities that seem to be amazing and seem to be advantageous and seem to be very lucrative, but I have to sacrifice my fucking soul. I have to sacrifice my own happiness. I have to fit into this mold. That sounds like hell. That sounds like death. That sounds like the worst place to be on earth. To sell my soul to money and an opportunity. But I have to, I have to sell who I am deep down inside. No, that's not worth it. No, that is not worth it whatsoever. To sacrifice my character and my values and who I am and my true self. To please some fucking asshole with the stick up their ass. Fuck that person. And you know what? I wish them the best. They're going to find someone who fits in that profile. And that's fantastic. But that's not going to be me. Because I'm going to find people who are going to be silly, playful. Also really love the way that I communicate. And the way who and who I am. And, and what I'm about. 
who also have lucrative opportunities that will fit 100% with me and will bring me more joy and more happiness. And um, so one thing you can do, I actually heard some really, really amazing practical advice yesterday was, you know, you, you go on about your life and think about a time where you like you you laugh. Someone says something that's funny. It makes you giggle, makes you chuckle. And maybe you're on public transport or maybe you're driving or you're in conversation. And someone says something that's just so funny. Well, pull out your phone and, and write that down, right? Have like a, a, a notepad on your phone, specifically like things that make you laugh. And just as time goes on, just write those things down. And then whenever you're feeling like in a, in a down mood or maybe you want to be more playful, maybe you want to be more social, like just do that over the course of several weeks or make that a habit. And sooner or later, you have a, a big note doc of all these things that make you laugh and you just read those. And then before you know it, you are feeling much better. Before you know it, you're like, boom, right back into this playful, very happy mood. And uh, you're able to maybe help somebody out better. Maybe you're able to contribute energy-wise to the people that are around you. Maybe you can feel, even just for yourself, selfishly to feel better. It's okay to feel joy. It's okay to feel like you are happy with your life, despite how much money you have, despite what your occupation looks like, despite what the fuck you think you need in order to be happy, you can be happy and joyful without those external things and these external measurements. That is just your ego, okay? Your ego is telling you, hey, when I get to this point or when my life looks like this, then I'll be happy because you know what? Because I look good to these people that you probably really don't even really give a shit about, but for some reason you want to show them that you are in this, you are in this position. It's like, dude, Kill your fucking ego, bring more joy, bring more happiness into your life. One thing, I'll end the podcast with this. My mentor, we, when my, my first mentor, Greg, Yasmina and I, uh, we went to dinner with um, him and his family a couple times when we were in Austin, Texas. And he says something that was actually very awesome. And I, and I love my mentor, Greg, for this. He said, you know, it's, it's good to have contrast in our lives in terms of it's good to have negative emotions because you got to have some of the contrast with the positive emotions. So it's good to feel negative. They're not negative. It's good to feel down because when you feel up, you're like, all right, cool. Like, boom, this is beautiful. This is amazing. And he said, I like to measure my life in terms of how much of a positive state that I can live in. Because if I had all the money in the world, but I lived... In a horrible state, I felt very unhealthy. I felt very, you know, mad and sad and depressed and anxious and frustrated, you know, more often than not. Versus if I even just had nothing, but I had a lot more deep, fulfilling, vibrancy, like great emotional states. And that's not to say you can live there all the time, but you could actually live there more often than you think you can. It's like, well... Who actually lived a better life? And that might be for you to judge. But personally, I would like to feel great, feel happy, like have these amazing emotional states and also have success and also have a great lifestyle. One thing my, my one of my mentors, Tatiana, said when I was living in her, her house in Santa Monica 
last December, she said, one foot in gratitude and one foot in more, more, more. She said that with so much love and life and happiness and joy. It was so fantastic. But I would much rather live in a happy, joyful, positive state as I go about my work, as I go about my life, than to live in this crappy emotional state. And I've actually experienced both. I the, like the lifestyle I live. I'm telling you, I'm living my fucking dreams. You know, being able to live abroad, well, like travel abroad, and you know, do these things. And of course, you know, I have so much more growth to go. But I have this like negative tint over my eyes and I couldn't see how amazing it is when I was just in this negative mindset. Now that veil has been uplifted. It's like, wait a second. Like I'm actually living a really fucking awesome life. Like I got to take some time to be grateful for that and be grateful for those who actually help support that. Cause I'm not doing this by myself. I'm, at, I'm I get help all the time. And you know, there are a lot of people you might see me and how, how I'm doing, but you don't realize that there's a whole team of people that are behind me that are helping me out, helping support me. And, you know, I'm I'm in my 20s still and I'm I'm building and I'm I'm working to make something happen. And one day I would love to be able to repay back those who showed their care and their support and their love for me. And but that's not to say like once I also get like extremely successful. Look, I'm also going to have people still behind me, still supporting me, still helping me out, still being there for me. So it's not something that is going to end once I get to a certain point. It's like, wait, like the richness in life is to have the people around you. The richness in life is to be able to support others and get supported, lean on others, have others lean on you and just be a beacon of light for those around you and also be able to leverage the relationships you do have and reap the rewards from it. People love you. And you might feel like, hey, my life has to be like, like this. I have to make X amount of money. I have to be at this certain position. My family has to be X, Y, and Z. I have to do all this stuff. All these conditions have to be made in order for me to be happy. It's like, nah, man. Like that that's not what your worth is. And the people around you don't see that. Like they love you because of who you are. They love you because of your character. They love you because of maybe even reasons you don't even know why they love you. And it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is the end result that they love you. And like they want to be there for you. They want to help you. They want to support you. So again, put your ego to the side and be open to receive as well. So, hey, that's it. Hey, Go, go go out there and uh, make have some laughs, have some smiles, have a little notepad with uh on your phone with with funny things that you you see and you hear throughout your days and build upon that. And I I hope that you have a lot more happiness coming into this week. Whenever you listen to this, um, at least today, let's start with today. Hopefully, this podcast helps you bring more happiness today. Talk to you soon. Peace.